Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, will see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd through the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, not featuring Dan. I thought you were going to do that. (laughs) I was waiting for it. Yes, Dan is not here for a hot minute. Yes, he has things to do for the spooky season. Mm -hmm. He's a busy, busy, busy person right now, unfortunately. But it's okay. You still have us. (laughs) Yes, we are here, but let's hope... We, we, as Ashley said before the episode started, we don't have like our wrangler, our, our, uh, no logical voice. No. (laughs) (laughs) Who always tries to kind of, you know, smooth things over and give, you know, both perspectives. So we shall see how the next (laughs) couple weeks go. Well, well, we have next two weeks should be fine. I think you and I are on the same page with these next two. I really feel like the list of movies that we were looking at, I feel like we're probably going to have similar opinions on a lot of this, actually. Yeah, I think I think the controversy has passed. Yeah, for now. Mm-hmm. Yes. For pa- yeah. yeah. For, for a hot minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, so today. <laughs> yes. What are today. we talking about, Sammy? <laughs> today is turning red which i did watch so did i last year no i i watched this like before we did this for the podcast oh. last year it came out last oh. year i don't know if i watched it last oh. year i did watch I it watch it last year i have watched it twice now that's what i will say two times once 
I've seen it. Yeah. It took me two days to watch it, but once. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. 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 So let's. let's I was just... a teenage girl. I would be very offended by this movie. There. Let's just get into it. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's, let's just. Yeah. Because I just, I don't want to go already on like a, a big ramble. Sorry. Sorry. I'll... Yeah. We're, we're going to get there. I already know. We're just, yeah. So we'll just chime in as we go along with hey. some of these thoughts. All right, so summary, which I got off of Rotten Tomatoes. In Turning Red, May Lee is a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying in her mother's staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. And as if changes to her interests, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, which for a teenager is practically always, she poofs into a giant red panda. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So this movie is rated PG for thematic thematic material. Thematic material. There we go. I'm going to get this. I'm very tired today. I woke up earlier than I should have. And I'm like struggling my life. Um, Suggestive content and language. There's language. I'm trying to think. Was there really language? I was listening. I didn't hear language. I don't know. I don't know where they got that from. I don't know. Anyways. I don't believe it. But the genre is still kids and family, comedy, fantasy, animation. This is directed by Dami Shi, producer Lindsay Collins, writer Julia Cho, Dami Shi. And I wanted to highlight all that because it's a lot of women and a lot of Mm -hmm. Asian um, writers Influences. influences in this movie. So just so you know. Uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes long, and of course, it was produced by Pixar for Walt Disney Pictures, and it was released not in theaters, but no. on streaming, nay, on streaming, on March 11th, 2022. I don't know why I thought this movie came out, like, closer to, the, like, the the more beginnings of the pandemic. I didn't realize, I didn't remember it was 2022. Because time just doesn't feel like time anymore since we had the pandemic it does not it's so hard to like understand our lives the last three years Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just makes no sense in my head so i really thought this was closer to like 20 like 2021 when we were still like oh we're finally getting vaccines and blah 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 no it was uh 2022 so yeah but it still came out on streaming only it happens (sighs) um so ratings now, critics, according to Rotten Tomatoes, gave it a 95%, which is fascinating to me. I, I, I was very surprised by this. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 68%. Still kind of high. And IMDb was a 7 out of 10. Huh? Which is fascinating to me because that's like equivalent to some of the Harry Potter ratings. That's I mean, Harry wrong. Potter was a little higher, you know, it was seven yeah. point something, whatever. But still, I was like, what, what is happening with this? This movie is all over the place. I, I don't know. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, what? Well, okay. So you and I, we, maybe we're looking at it from the lens of when what like when we were teenagers but we Mm -hmm. didn't have a different culture to Mm -hmm. combat Mm -hmm. while we were growing up yeah so that might be why our lenses are a little different and that could be yeah Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I guess I was also surprised because we will get into it, but about it had a lot of controversy with it too. So yeah. I guess that also surprised me for the ratings. Gotcha. Know. Yeah. I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. Um, so the cast, again, just kind of want to point it out because it's a very diverse cast, which is good for Hollywood. Bravo. Bravo. Not just hiring a bunch of white people to do all these voices. Um, mm-hmm. Rosalie Chang or Chang. I know I'm going to butcher these names. So please, I'm so sorry. Um, is Malin. Sandra O oh is Ming, which is her mom. Uh, Ava Morris was Miriam, who was the, the like tomboy friend. I could not remember. The braces. Like, the only friend's name I could remember was Abby because she was very weird. That's the only uh, friend's name Abby, I remember. Yeah, Abby is a little intense. Abby was like, a lot in this oh movie. Oh gosh. Yes. She, she was just on all the time. How is she yes. not exhausted? Yes, exactly. So speaking of Abby, she was voiced by Hyan Park and Maitri Ramakrishnan is Priya. And I just want to shout her out because I like this actress. She is in Never Have I Ever on Netflix, which is a Mindy Kaling mm. show. And I really like that show. So I just want to shout mm. her out too, which when I heard her voice, I was like, is that her? And then of course I looked it up and I was like, yeah, it is her. Mm. So just shout out to her. And then we have Orion Lee, who is Jin Lee, Jin Lee, who's the father in the movie. Yeah. And of course there's a lot of other people, but that's where we're going to stop <laughs> for the cast. Cause yeah. that's kind of the main people. So um we have a little bit of trivia so and i thought this was interesting according to samba tv turning red was streamed in 2.5 million u.s households over its opening weekend which is the most ever for a disney plus original title did not know that huh yeah and according to nielsen turning red became the second most watched movie on u.s streaming services in 2022 with 11.4 billion minutes viewed and I did not expect that. So I thought that I was just kind of cute. I mean, for kids, I, I could see them yeah. maybe wanting to rewatch it with the panda and the, the mm-hmm. goofiness of the movie. So I'm assuming that's where a lot of the viewership came from, where kids wanting to rewatch it. Most yeah. Likely, so. And as explained in various interviews, director Dami Shi took inspiration from four Japanese anime regarding the film's creation. Fruits Basket from 2001, Ranma One Half from 1989, Sailor Moon from 92, and Inuyasha. I nope, don't know. Don't remember how from to say 2000. that one. <laughs> um, I used to I, watch it. I yeah, I threw these in here because I know you might know at least some of these. Um, and it definitely had that feeling with the some of the animation. You could tell it was like anime. definitely the sailor moon vibes Mm -hmm. like now that you say that every time their eyes went big like like, on the boys Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my gosh that is sailor moon that's how she Mm -hmm. looked at what's his face every single time she saw him there you go they got yep that's exactly what they were referencing they got that from those those movies yeah and inish shoot how do you say that name i watched that show with my brother and i can't remember how to say it but yeah yeah i I see both Mm -hmm. the vibes Mm -hmm. i don't know the other two i've never seen the other two yeah, but there you go. So there's there's confirmation mm-hmm. right there from Ashley. Um, okay. And the number four is considered unlucky in Chinese culture because it sounds similar to the word for death in both Mandarin and Cantonese, which I did not know that. So I learned something new from the trivia. You know it was unlucky. I didn't know why. Yeah, I did not know why she kept saying it was unlucky. But I guess if it sounds like the word death, that probably is. I could see. Yeah. I love that grandma had the four at the end. I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. 
And if you don't remember the trailer, the song used in the official trailer was It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC, which, you know, for us, obviously. Nostalgia. Yes, lots of love. And I threw this in here because when I saw the name, I was like, I know this name. And I was right. So Ludwig Goransson. Yeah, again. Yeah, Ludwig. Okay, bro. Ludwig. He Mm -hmm. um, did the score for this. And this is his first score for an animated film. And I knew I recognized his name because he also worked on Black Panther, the Creed films, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and like a million other things, including Oppenheimer, which just came out. So yeah, he's really working his way up. But I remember it was mostly because like I saw his picture and I was like, he mm-hmm. worked on The Mandalorian because he has a very distinct look if you look him up. Oh, does he? He does. Yeah. So you yeah. would definitely recognize him. And I did see like, I didn't really read about him, but he did reference our favorite composer, Mr. John Williams, as being a oh, very yeah. big influence in his life. So that's good. Because someday we will no longer have Williams and we need people to aspire to be as good as him. Yes, and he's he's doing a lot of work, so we shall keep an eye on Ludwig, especially, yes. uh, well, yeah, we won't get into John Williams' age or anything like that. Let's just move no, on. No, so- I, I don't need to deal with that right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as always, there are Easter eggs in the Pixar movies. So, See? yeah, there is a clownfish sticker on one of the bathroom stalls at May's school, which is a reference to Finding Nemo. The Pizza Planet truck briefly appears when may is running to the concert in her red panda form did not see it because i never in my life remember to look for the pizza i don't either when i'm watching these movies no neither i never do the vampire romance novel carried around by priya is a parody of stephanie meyer's twilight book series that was popular in the 2000s yeah when i saw that i'm like really Uh, but it makes sense taking place in 2000 in 2002 that's the I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until something comes up. I'm hoping you say it. If not, I'll say it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, but, we'll see. Um, yeah. When May is first introduced walking down the street, the view zooms in on her flute case. And you can see various references regarding that the movie takes place in the early 2000s. There are stickers about Y2K-A-OK <laughs> and saving the whales, which was a big mm-hmm. environmental crisis in the early 2000s. So. Yeah 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 and we talked about this and explained it to dan very poorly at the beginning because we We uh we struggled but i have it written down this time so pixar's a113 easter egg appears twice in the movie it's a line marker used by jen lee labeled as professional model a113 and as a Mm. seat number on a ticket for the four town concert oh nice so um did we mention whatever thing was no well it's not really an easter egg but it was just kind of something i'm like oh this is taking place not during this time Mm -mm. when she gives may the um burnt cd the burnt cd she's got the tamagotchi yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. the tamagotchi i'm like is this taking place during our childhood? Like, what's yes. happening right now? Yes. Yeah, so That's when I'm like, something's wrong here. <laughs> these kids are really our age. Yeah. In all technicality, because it's 2002 and they're 13. So, I mean. And that's when we were 13. Oh, my gosh. That's when we were. We oh, are these. Oh, gosh. This age. Oh, gosh. Yes. So. I, I'm just going to have a crisis over here while you continue to talk. It bothers me a lot when I think about it too much, too. When <laughs> when I got, you know, when it, it really dawned on me when I was like 2002 and I was like, oh, oh, I had a Tamagotchi. 
for sure. And stickers on things. <laughs> and I remember Y2K. Yeah. Yeah. And boy bands. I'm and... dying inside right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah, Four 2002. Four Town mm-hmm. is our NSYNC and our Backstreet Boys. Yes. Actually, I wonder if it's a take on A-Town. Because A-Town oh, was a group when we were younger. It was supposed to be A-Town or O-Town. Well, there's both. There was an A-Town O-town. and an O-Town. Okay. I saw a reference specifically O-Town for this one. Okay. But it doesn't matter. They were all like the same. They all dressed very oh, yeah. similarly. I know. I know. So really and truly, it's all the boy bands. I mean, at the end of the day. That's I'm feeling attacked by Pixar now. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little. Slightly. Yeah, maybe a, maybe, maybe a little. been slightly attacked by Pixar maybe, at this moment. Maybe a little. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> it. Okay. Um. All right. So there's controversy around this film. If you didn't know, no, you didn't. Uh, so first of all, we're going to start with the fact that I do remember that this was advertised in theaters mm-hmm. and then they, they didn't release it in theaters. As I said, it was on Disney yeah. plus. So they canceled the theatrical release. It was supposed to be in theaters and Disney said, oh, never mind. It's going to be on Disney plus. And um, yeah, Pixar didn't like that. Mm-mm, no. They, they thought it was disrespectful and kind of, kind of understand that. And, and they, they thought it was going to be their first movie back on the big screen, because as we said, this came out in 2022 and we were all just kind of getting back into the movie theaters, you know, people are vaccinated it's opening back up and people are feeling more comfortable. And Disney was like, no, never mind. Yeah. This is going to be your like third one. I think this was the third one at this point, uh, Pixar movie on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. Luca, uh, Soul, Soul was Soul. supposed to be in theaters and got moved because of, because it was mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah. yeah. So Soul, mm-hmm. Luca. Yeah. Yeah. So they thought this would be their big return to the theaters and they said it was quite a blow. And Dami, she said, we made this movie to be seen on the big screen. So I do feel bad for them because yeah. Disney, Disney. Well, that was during a horrible regime, so we can just blame it. Yeah, we know what was going on, and they're still trying to get their lives together since then. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. As we've discussed on this show. It's going to take a year or two for them to get their, their crap in order. They need to really figure out what they're doing with their lives between movie releases on in theaters and Disney+. Well, I Plus mean, and Bob signed on to stay longer again. I know, bro. Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> Please and thank you. But it's a big organization. It's going to take time. I know. It's not like they can just be like, yeah, we're just do all these random things overnight. It's, like, no, it's easier to cr- it's easier to break something down than build it back up. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, OK, so this film moving on to other controversies. This film was banned in Kuwait due to suggestions of puberty. So that doesn't surprise me. Can't talk about puberty in Kuwait, just so you know. Uh, the Daily Beast, um, I read through an article on there about it. So there was um, a review that was put up by the Chicago Sun-Times that denounces Turning Red's discussions about puberty, saying that kiddos might have questions. I was like, okay, I'll read them. And um, then there's the case of the film's splotchy audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and pushback from parents online thanks to May's crushes on boys and the mother's presentation of menstrual pads in this movie. This just fascinated me reading some of this stuff. I love it. Um, And then there's one review on Rotten Tomatoes 
um, which I did not find. I looked through a lot of reviews and we're going to share some of them here in a minute. Um, one review bashes the film for including adult topics like puberty and menstruation, which I didn't know that was an adult topic because I don't know about it's you, but I was, teenager. I was certainly not an adult when that happened to me. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, the puberty, it was around the this periods. age. Yeah. It's, it, it's middle school when this happens hate to break it to you don't if you're if you're worried about it don't let your like young elementary student watch it like this honestly should have been a mid like they should have matured it slightly to make it a middle school like audience well I mean they're in middle school they are so the animation is very kid kid but it's also like Pixar so I mean yeah it's true you know what I mean like it's so hard to like it's hard to bet a little bit yeah because of that and and they don't like blatantly they're not like May got her period today and we're gonna discuss the uh, uh cycle and how the egg comes no they she like mm, says the she word tries. pad <laughs> she says the word pad like twice in the movie okay and I wonder if that's the language on the rating maybe it is and there's the 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 um reference you know turning into the panda and she smells now and she loses her confidence because she's going through puberty and that's right that's what the panda represents we get it yeah and there the the drawings she does are a bit weird but she's like a a teenager and it's i mean mom was looking at it i'm gonna be honest how mom was looking at i'm like she draw did she draw like P oh something word. I think so. I she showed, but she showed some of the pictures, and I'm like, oh, obviously this is what all of us teenage girls do. Like nothing exactly. (laughs) To me, I was like, it's not that the reaction was what we were supposed to be like. Ming needs to like take a chill pill right now because she's doing the most. Okay, she needs to calm down. But yeah, I didn't think any of that was like overly in your face, whatever. And not real compared little... to some of the stuff that we show our kids. No, and I really don't feel like real little kids are going to like get it. And the kids who are closer to this age are going to be like, I feel this way. Like, oh, you know, and it is what it is. Well, and okay, so those <laughs> drawings, I, and now I'm seeing a lot more of the animation. So, or the, mm-hmm. the anime um, tie-ins. Those right. pictures were very like anime. Mm-hmm. And those were they the anime like shows that. we were watching when we were that age and they did like come in close and kiss and do all the things like back then thing, it right? wasn't a big deal for us to watch characters kissing Why i promise you i promise you we watched way worse stuff we when we were that exact so age worse. yes and had you you clearly don't know what your kids are talking about at school people okay they are they are having these conversations all right at 13 you need to it's okay. Do you not you remember already had these conversations with your kids? Exactly. Do you not remember being 13? This is just what kids do when they become teenagers. I think my dad had to talk with me when I was in fifth grade. I was, see, that was my thing is I feel like we really started learning about, you know, the change in well, like we went to, late elementary school because. Where'd we go? McMillan we Center. A, yes. And that was like fifth and that was sixth like grade, fourth, right? No, that was like fourth or fifth grade. Like we started like in fourth no, grade. No, that is true. And yeah, it got it more intense as we got older. I think like, I was... remember, I remember them showing us pictures of um, STDs. Yes. <laughs> and what it does to you. And we, like was six. it sixth grade that they showed like the birth and I was like, well, I'm not doing that. That like, I was like, like 12 and I was like, no. Mm-mm. Well, and they, we also saw it in high school. Oh, There's just, 
Yeah. There were just many moments where I was like, that's not a thing I'm going to be doing. <laughs> it does not look like fun. Okay. I'll adopt. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. And then the another review for the movie said it's not a movie for a kid because of, it glorifies disobedience. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is what teens do, okay? They start to rebel against their parents. They think their parents don't know anything and they don't, you know, shouldn't have to listen to them. Be This is the whole thing. And I'm like, this little girl wants to get money to go to a concert. Okay, and not even like a crazy concert. This is a boy band, all right? It's not a rapper, you know, like there's nothing in those songs that's gonna be that like, ooh, you know, scary or, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking like the first thing that popped in my head was when I was like around this age, I was watching Boy Meets World and Sean put a bomb in a mailbox and blew it up. (laughs) Yes, he did. But I didn't go to that, I don't know about you. I didn't say, you know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go get a cherry bomb and yeah, put it in the mailbox. Probably, there are probably boys who did it. There are. But let's. Sean was not the reason they did that. I mean, at no, the end of the no, day. They, you know, this they movie, just. No. Yeah. No. yeah. So. And, and the glorifies disobedience. Like, you got to look at it both sides. Yet yeah, she is being disobedient to her mom. But let's be real. Mom is being overly protective overly everything and when you have parents like that if you've never had parents like that and if my parents are listening I'm sorry I love you (laughs) but it's it's hard not to want to rebel because you want to be who you are but you're feeling Mm -hmm. stifled in some ways Mm -hmm. um and and I I went through a little bit of that a little bit Mm -hmm. not as bad as her but a little bit yeah um it's If you, if I truly believe, even though I'm not a parent, but I've worked with a lot of teens and I've been working with middle schoolers for 12 Mm -hmm. years now, Mm -hmm. if, if you work with your, and what I mean by work with is if you have open conversations with your children and you listen to them, I think this, this disobedience, yeah, they're still going to not listen to certain things. They might break the rules, blah, blah, blah. But the big disobedience, like the big things like sneaking out of the house, probably would lessen because you're having open-ended conversations now unless you have that child who's just beyond rotten and it's gonna someday be um on one of those lovely documentaries of killers um Mm -hmm. yeah uh it it really is how you parent so you can't just look at the child in this movie you gotta Mm -hmm. look at the parent in this movie there's a problem it's yes. just like brave. We've talked about this in brave. There's a problem with the relationship. You got to fix it. Yes. This does give me brave vibes. And brave I was, you just said that. Yeah. And what does she do? She like ends up getting her whole family turned into bears. Okay. How? I don't understand. What is the bear thing with Disney? Uh, that's pretty funny. Actually, yeah. I didn't connect that until I was talking. No, this is this is pretty funny. Um, yeah, uh, another Pixar bear-related movie with a mother and a daughter. Yeah, because it was Pixar. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. Oh my god. Oh boy, good times. Who? All right. So yeah. So because I was just highly curious, I went through and I read a lot of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's very funny to me. I was really enjoying myself. Now I I didn't pick out the reviews. Because there are people who literally, like, I didn't like the movie. And I'm like, yeah, you don't have to like it. I mean, I wasn't looking for that. I was yeah. looking for the fun comments about this movie. Yeah. And I'd like to share some that I found because it made me laugh. So Alfred R. 
Alfred R., shout out to you because you said, I don't know if it's in China or Canada, but the Asian culture is very forced in this movie. And I'm just like, did you miss the it, whole point? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's not uh, very Asian diverse. Culture. It's very forced in this movie. I don't like so much Asian culture in my movies, obviously. Alfred R. is like, no, no. Bring back bring back the white people to the, the movies. Goodness, that just cracked me up. I was like, I don't. Dumb, dumb. These people are too funny. I love it. Um, Aaron said, yuck, yuck. My eyes are sad. I see the passion behind it, but God, this movie sucks. <laughs> but it's just like, yuck, yuck. My eyes are sad that I was like, I have to share this because I'm dying. This is just hilarious. I love it. Um, this one I did not understand at all. Roger B says, this is the worst movie I've seen since Encanto came out. Can Disney make one good movie in my lifetime? Please, I beg you. I would prefer Superstar Limo. <laughs> what is this? Did he just say that Encanto is a horrible movie? What is this trash that I'm reading? Has he watched Encanto? The worst movie I've seen since Encanto. I was just like, who are you, Roger B? What is wrong with you? Roger B is a Gen Z or younger, and he's a dum-dum. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just was dying laughing when I saw Encanto. I was like, you got to be kidding me with this nonsense. Oh, boy. Um, Dylan A would like everyone to know that this is an all-time low in kids' movies. It was so awful and cringy. I hated it. If I even think of this movie, I feel like puking. It seems like a bit of an extreme reaction to okay. the movie. Can I can I point something out on all of these reviews so far? Oh, I bet you notice a trend. Uh-huh. Yes, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Should we wait until the end then? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's wait till okay. the end and reveal what the, the trend end. is that I'm, I'm okay. sure I'm I know like, exactly I'm where like... you're going with this. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, Daniel P says that this movie teaches girls to throw a tantrum. And you should not do that, girl. We don't need to be taught to throw a tantrum. No, no, you should not it's throw tantrums. Do not throw tantrums. It's a bad thing, okay? I have a couple trends in my head that these are going after. <laughs> oh, boy. And my last one, Ronald M. says, this is truly disgusting. This movie is a horrendous assault to the eyes. No words can express the feeling of torture that I felt while watching this monstrosity of a film. This movie deserves to die the most painful death possible. That just seems like an it's overreaction. Not that bad. It seems a bit of an overreaction to me for a movie about a kid who turns into a red panda and wants to see a boy band. But to each their own, Ronald. Yes. So, okay. um, what is your Aaron, observation? Uh -huh. Roger, Dylan, Daniel, uh -huh. and Ronald. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, these are all males. Wow. Now, to be fair, there were some women who commented on, you know, on there, but they were not nearly as awesome as these reviews. You know, some of them gave actual comments about how their kids didn't enjoy it and things that made sense to me to leave it in a review. But were their kids girls or boys? Here's my thing. Boys. This is a very much a girl movie. Yeah. See, that's mm -hmm. the thing. This is a girl movie. Truly. Guys don't... I mean, this just shows that guys still are not comfortable talking about a very normal and biological thing for females, which is the female puberty uh, uh, cycle. Yes. And it it's it's so sad. I'm like, okay, you guys are either all very young or you are married with boys because mm -hmm. like my dad, shout out to my father, he 
it doesn't phase him when I have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It didn't phase him when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even phase him now if it has to come up between me and my mom. He actually mm-hmm. will ask me questions mm-hmm. to make sure I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so to any of my dads listening out there who that this subject is not like you embrace the subject with your daughter, Good thank job. you because it helps them grow up trusting men mm-hmm. that can have these conversations. Yes. Um, this this just this just makes me angry I just because dying laughing like, of course you're not gonna like it like yeah. you're not gonna relate to it I'm sorry no. there's finally a movie you can't relate to exactly and it's not 100% I don't feel 100% relatable to the movie and it's not because they're Asian thank you again for those wonderful comments <laughs> that were made by uh, Mr. Alfred but um, it's more so because like, I liked boy bands at that age, but I don't remember being like that into boy bands, but I also was, you know, I was a little more like the punk kid, you know, yeah, like you yeah, that was like more my vibe. So I didn't get, all I the- was the boy band girl. <laughs> yeah. And so that was more my, my thing with this, you mm-hmm. know, that I was just like, yeah, I didn't, I like the boy bands. Don't get me wrong. I can sing along to all of the songs from but basically most boy bands i would say yep. in that era yeah um but yeah at that it's time i don't degrees i don't I know really as many of those. if they weren't on the radio i don't think i really yeah. knew those songs mm-hmm. i didn't buy any albums by them at all see mm-hmm. no cds no burnt cds for them that i stole off of a lime wire lime wire <laughs> <laughs> oh fun times. they will never understand the struggle <laughs> with the dial-up Oh my gosh, and, the dial-up and waiting hours for it to download so oh you can write the CD. And if it had one little scratch, you were done. I know. And then it would just be like, error. And I'm just like, I sat here for like three hours waiting on you to burn this. What? I still have all my burnt CDs. I found them. I have they them were somewhere. in a box. Yeah, I have all my and purchased I have a ones box and too. burnt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I was actually sad when I got my new car because I was like, it doesn't have a CD player. I know mine doesn't have a CD player either. What is this? What I is, know my old no car CD. did. I know. I was like, what is this crap? Robbie's car is a CD player. I don't understand I, it. But like now I gotta make these playlists on Spotify. It's not. I don't know. Like it's just not the same when you it's don't have not. a choice and you're just gonna listen to the CD. You know. Now I'm like. Yeah skip 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 you know but when you mm-hmm. put that cd in you're committed all right you're gonna you listen are to that because, cd but you it's because we created it mm-hmm. we we carefully curated every single song in order yes. on how that cd needed to go because of the vibe even though that mm-hmm. wasn't a word back then but the vibe of yes mm-hmm. what was our word back then for vibe oh did we have a word i don't know I don't think we did. I don't, I don't remember really. Yeah. I mean, it just was. We didn't really have much like. I mean, like there was like like that when we were in middle school. No, I mean, it was more like a theme to the CD, depending on what the mood was supposed to be on the CD. There we go. Yeah. I would say we probably just referred to it as a theme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We used proper literary, literary terms. (laughs) Yeah. No vibe. No. Yeah. We did not say that back then. Mm -mm. Oh boy. I would smack all these boys. Yeah, it just. I really want to know Alfred's take on um, um, Raya and the Last Dragon. And did you know? On. Did you know those and, were also in Asian countries with Asian people in them? Yeah. <laughs> Alfred. 
<laughs> I should have clicked on his name to see if he just goes in and bashes anything that's got Asian people or other ethnicities starring well, in the this movie. movie wasn't even in Asia. It was in Toronto. Yes. <laughs> and apparently they base, I didn't put that in here, but there's in California, there's like a real like Chinese temple that was yeah. built in the 1800 that mm -hmm. this was based off of. So I'm like, it's a real thing. I know this is in Canada, but it's a real thing. Like, yeah. hello. Mm -hmm. And red Nonsense. pandas are so cute. I know she was very fluffy. And Adorable. so I can't, I can't hate on Abby when she was like, oh my goodness, you were like so fluffy. I love you. I, I mean, She's... I got that vibe. I, I did understand Abby's feelings about that. I, I It kind of made me think of Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. It's so fluffy. I want to die. Yes. It was that, that whole idea. Yes. That's what was coming out of Abby. Most certainly. I was like, Can you, I need another hit. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh gosh. We oh, knew an Abby. Mm -hmm. That was We all knew an Abby. Yeah. Yeah. Abby was a lot, but she was entertaining for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But I mean, like oh, even their, dear. their fights and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's how it is to be a teenager girl. Like, oh you gosh. know, like, ugh you just were not friends but really you're friends you know you're just in a fight and it's so dramatic and yeah, yeah it's like yeah we that's, had a lot of those yeah that's teenage 13 14 yeah that's that age well mm -hmm. unfortunately that is how it is we were so dramatic I know everything is a big deal so I do feel like they got that correct everything is a big deal at this age and and I did like when May did her little presentation about why she should get to go yeah, and how great. salty she was when she was told no. That was like, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, the way she that's accurate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, good job. And like this... hiding everything under your bed to make mm -hmm. sure your parents don't see it. Oh, and that was pretty funny too when her mom came in. She's like, don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> Way to go, May. Way to go, May. Just just called it out, you know, and you know, your mom is kind of crazy. So yeah. It's like if I knew I had a crazy mom like that, I wouldn't be drawing those things. Mm -mm. Or I would I hide it better. Keep them in my locker. Exactly. You hide it better, man. What are you doing? Oh, goodness. You know, yeah. She's still learning. Mm -hmm. Took us a while. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. So, okay. I mean, after thinking about it, I think the biggest thing that I have with this movie for me is just the fact that it it feels like it's an like I'm just getting drawn back into my 13 year old self and thinking about all that and I'm like I don't want to get I don't want to think about being 13 it's, again go away yeah it's not a pleasant time to think Whoa. of how embarrassing and ridiculous we were yeah 13. But their friend group was so cute. I will say yes. that. I loved their friend group. They were so mm -hmm. supportive. The fact that that the reason she was able to control the panda was because of her friends. Yeah. Just, I, I love that message in there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very contrasting to her mom who she didn't have that support. She didn't have that mm -mm. that friend group to to help me, uh, level her out from the perfectionism that she had to yeah. deal with her mom. Um, so there are, okay. I, now thinking about it because mm -hmm. I just watched finished it this morning mm -hmm. um I can kind of agree with some of the the ratings of like the closer to seven the thing because mm -hmm. yeah I think that my if I had a teenage girl if I had a 12 13 year old girl who was starting to go through puberty and her body was changing this would be the movie I'd show her and be like okay let's let's break this down in like I real agree. life now yeah I can agree with that mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, I think it is a good movie for around that age to say, like, this is normal. It's okay if you feel your feelings. It's all right. Uh, I want to know how old Dami she is. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Our age. This will explain a lot. <laughs> she probably is. I mean, oh they kind of nailed some age. of it. Yeah. Oh and... my gosh. Yeah. She was born in 89. <laughs> she, she yes. was, she's, she's, she's our age. So she understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dami, you, uh, you hit me right where it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You hit it. Uh, you hit it on the nail. <laughs> yeah. That, that was it. Yeah. That, that certainly was it. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. she worked on inside out. Oh, well, I mean, again, they did a good job with some of the feelings, you know, that she feels. So it makes yeah, sense. She, she was in, in, she was in the animation department. Okay. Well, moving on up for, for Incredibles two. moving on up. Look at you. Okay. Her first one she directed for Disney was that short Bayo. Oh, she did that one. Okay. Which makes sense. So then she got an expanded universe. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, she only has four things on her her list right now. So she started, like, she's still new. Mm-hmm. She was a storyboard artist for Toy Story 2, Incredibles 2, The Good Dinosaur, and Inside Out. Wow, okay. So Inside Out was, like, her start. Mm-hmm. Aww. Nice. Good job. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited to see more from her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you got you got us where it hurts, mm-hmm. you which did. means you did a good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're uncomfortable about girls and menstrual cycles, I guess don't watch the movie. But it's OK, because I, I hate to tell you, but it's a thing and it's going to happen. All the women out there. Yep. It's not something we should hide. It's a thing. Unfortunately, it's normal. It is. Yes. Mm hmm. I'm just glad we don't have to go hide for seven days like they did back in old times. Talk about dramatic. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to like go like hide and just bleed for seven days. Although, you know, sometimes I would be like, yeah, I'll go hide for a week. I know. <laughs> and I'm I'll like... just watch TV and snack and, you know, live my life. That might actually, maybe we should bring that back. You know, <laughs> like a paid leave every month. I could do that. Yeah. I'd yeah. be okay with it. Or at least work remotely for myself mm-hmm. and not have to deal with the customers. Yeah. See, yeah, I work remotely, but I have to talk to people. So I need just the week off, I think is what it is. I wouldn't need to deal with customers. They would just send me the information and I would put everything together and I can go through text message and email. Must be nice. It is. Must be nice. Uh, oh goodness okay well i I have that's all i have that's yeah we we basically talked about yeah i mean there's not a whole lot i feel like to this movie it is you know puberty boy bands what do you what do you give it like what do you think i mean probably like a seven is a respectable number yeah i was thinking like six or seven for this one Yeah. yeah i mean it's I don't think it's as bad as some people obviously said it was, but, yes. you know, it, I think it is aimed definitely at a younger audience. And I that's why it just doesn't appeal as much to me. And I don't have that nostalgia. So like Toy Story is for a younger audience, but we have a nostalgia attachment to it. Yes. So there's a difference there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I and she tried to bring in that. nostalgia. I mean, I think she tried to bring in the nostalgia of basing it in 
2002. And I'm wondering, like, part of me wonders if this is like her a lot. Like, I wonder if she wrote herself. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if this was supposed to be like part of her story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think she based it back when we were teenagers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you don't see many movies like that anymore. You don't see a lot of movies pulling back to well I mean 2000s it's new for us to see that pullback but usually we're seeing like 80s and 70s and we go back there this is like kind of the first movie we've seen where they're pulling us back to the 2000s because it was 20 years ago oh my gosh (laughs) I just was doing that in my head and I was like well yeah so we saw 80s movies growing up because you know you know the times now it is the times where the 90s and the 2000s and can we go to Neverland and stop time? I know, right? And technically, we are going to Neverland next week for Peter Pan and Wendy. We are. And I wish I was more excited about it. I know. I wish I was more excited about it, too. I'm not. A, I kind of wish we would have done Peter Pan first and then this one. Because <laughs> this one was really um, tolerable. <laughs> yeah, this turned out to be a better conversation. So, I, yeah, I don't know how next week is going to go. Yeah, I don't unfortunately. know Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. let's go find out. All right. <laughs> Pixie Dusters, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as always, check out our social media pages mm-hmm. um, and come back next week to hear what we think of the new version of Peter Pan and Wendy live action. Yes. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. The show is written and produced by Ashley and Sammy, except for those manifestos, which are all written by Dan himself. Intro and audio editing by Sammy, logo created by Ashley. This show is produced as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Make sure you check out all of our other shows and have a magical day.